Well, what I want to talk to you today about is how do you forgive yourself? How to forgive myself? I think this is a very foundational as we jump into the next three weeks of this series. How do I forgive myself? Here's how I want to begin today. I want to begin by making a statement. I want it to sink into your heart. You know it in your head, but it needs to get to your heart. And that is this. We all make mistakes. You're not the only one. We all make mistakes. And one of the most exhausting things is to carry around the weight of all of the mistakes of your past, to carry around the guilt and, and the shame and the pain of the past. And the reality is some of you are exhausted today because you are carrying around regret. You're carrying around the, the pain and the shame and the guilt from things that have happened in the past it's weighing you down the the mistake you made in in the marriage and and it cost you your marriage and you had a divorce and you're and you're beating yourself up over over the mistake the, it was the dream job that you had and and you got fired and and now you're carrying around the baggage of of what happened to you and and you lost your job and and all the regret and some of you it's, it's in your parenting you, you you've made mistakes and haven't been there for your children or or your grandchildren and you look back and you're thinking man and I wish I could have a redo and reset and, and look at the mistakes that I've made. Some of you, it's, it was a habit. It was an addiction. And, and, and man, you spent years of your life in an addiction. And, and you look back and you're thinking, I wasted years of my life in that addiction. Maybe maybe you, you, you let down your parents or you let down your grandparents or maybe you let down your boss. And, and you got the weight as you look back going, I wish I would have done things differently and so many people carry around baggage and sometimes it's an opportunity that they never took and and they look back and think I wish I would have taken that opportunity and people live with all of this baggage beating themselves up with regret and guilt and shame and some of you today are trying to move through life with the baggage of the past weighing you down. And let me remind you of this. God didn't put these bags on me. I picked them up. I'm the one that's carrying them because I, I won't forgive myself. And so before we can even talk about forgiving others, we got to learn how do we forgive ourselves? because we carry around this baggage that holds us back from experiencing all that God has for our life. And when I think about carrying around baggage, it reminds me of Peter in the Bible, in the New Testament. And, and Peter was one of Jesus's disciples. And, and the Bible says when Jesus was arrested and, and he was on trial, Peter was following Jesus in the distance. And, and people began to have a conversation with Peter saying, aren't you one of his disciples? Well, weren't you, weren't you hanging out with Jesus? Aren't you one of his followers? And on three different occasions, Peter denied Jesus. And I want you just to hear one verse out of this story when Peter denied Jesus. In Matthew 26 and verse 75, it says, Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind because B Jesus had told Peter, 
You're going to deny me. And Peter said, no, I'll never deny you. I'll never deny. I'll follow you. I will never deny you. And and scriptures goes on to say before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he went away weeping bitterly. One of the biggest failures of Peter's life was denying Jesus. Not once. Not twice, but three times while while Jesus was going through one of the most difficult times of his life. He was on trial and that led to Jesus being crucified. And, And Peter had denied Jesus and now living with the guilt and the shame. It was so heavy on Peter. He was so weighed down by the baggage of his own guilt, of his mistake, of his sin. The Bible says that Peter went back to his old lifestyle. And some of you find yourself like Peter. You've made mistakes. You've blown it. You've messed up. And because you're carrying around the guilt and the shame and the weight and the regret of the past, It is weighing you down and causing you to miss out on the wonderful plans that God has for your life. Let me tell you something about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will rob you every single time. It will rob your life. I want to share with you for a few moments what, what unforgiveness will do to you and I because I don't believe when everybody marked down, I want to hear a message on forgiveness. I, I don't think everybody was just thinking about how do I forgive other people. I think there are some of you when you wrote that down, you were thinking, how do I forgive myself? I look back at all that I've done and all of my mistakes. How do I get over my past. Let me tell you how unforgiveness will rob you. Number one, unforgiveness disconnects you from God. Disconnects you from God. Peter was following Jesus and after this big mistake in his life, he was filled with guilt and shame. The Bible says he walked away from Jesus. He disconnected from God. He put distance in between him and Jesus. And some of you find yourself like Peter because of your mistake, because you've blown it. You're not as close to God as you once were. There's distance between you and Jesus. You feel like God is a million miles away. You feel like God is so, so far away. And let me ask you a question today. Guess who moved? God has not moved. You're the one that moved. You see what happens, the problem is there's a bunch of guilt and there's a bunch of shame that has piled up and piled up and piled up and piled up in your life and the shame and the guilt and the regret has got so high, now you can't see over your guilt and shame and pain to see Jesus. It has piled up on you. Unforgiveness will disconnect you from God and Peter walked away from Jesus. Number two is this, unforgiveness depresses you. It depresses you. The Bible says Peter went away and wept bitterly, carrying around baggage, carrying around this guilt and regret. It can put you in a state of depression, a depressing mood. You start feeling like a loser. You start feeling like a nobody. You start living with the what ifs. 
What if I could have done something different? What, what if I would have made a different choice? What if I wouldn't have said that? And you start living with the what ifs. You start, you start living with the could have, should have, would have. And you can't go back and unscramble eggs, but you're living there. And it, it can put you in a depressing mood. It's impossible to be happy and carrying this baggage around at the same time. You cannot do both. Now, now, now people try. People try to mask it. People try to cover up their the shame and, and the regret and the pain that they're carrying from their past. And, and they'll try to cover it up. Some try to cover it up but with sports. And I'm just going to play a lot of sports. And I'm going to play a lot of basketball. Play a lot, a lot of golf and try to cover it up. Some people try to cover it up by reading romance novels. Some people try to cover it up with one night stands. Some people try to cover up the guilt and the shame that they're carrying with, with some type of alcohol and try to drown it away or popping pills to try to try, try to make the pain ease some people try to try to cover it up by by, by just working overtime just just working like crazy 24 7 just trying to stay p- busy matter of fact peter went back to his old lifestyle fishing trying to work it away but you have to understand if you don't let go of the pain of the past It can put you in a depressing mood. And Peter wept bitterly and walked away from Jesus. There's a third thing that I want you to see. Unforgiveness will rob you. Unforgiveness dominates your mind. It dominates your mind. I can just envision Peter as he was back at his old lifestyle fishing, having flashbacks. The scripture says that Peter, once he denied Jesus, he he looked at Jesus in the distance and they locked eyes. And I can just envision Peter as he was fishing, thinking about this moment over and over again. Man, I wish I wouldn't have denied Jesus. He was my best friend. He's my savior. He's my mentor. Oh, I wish I could go back and over. He's throwing it out and trying to catch the next fish and flashback. I I wish I could redo. I wish I could have that moment again. I I let down my savior and he now he's dead and he died on the cross. And I can just see Peter reliving this moment over and over again. I know in my own life when I've carried around the baggage of the past, you know what? It begins to dominate my mind. It has dominated my thinking. It's like ping pong balls in a swimming pool. You got 10 of them, you push one down, push another one down, next thing you know, another one pops back up. Push that one down, another one pops back up. You push, try to get three or four of them down, another one pops back up. And that's what it's like when you don't just deal with the unforgiveness, you don't let it go. It just keeps popping back up when you're working. It'll pop back up in your marriage. It'll pop back up in your dating relationship. It'll pop back up at school. It'll pop back up while you're working. Just all those thoughts keep popping back up. It will dominate your mind. Number four, unforgiveness will rob you. It will destroy your progress. It'll destroy your progress. And Peter went back to fishing. He went back to his old lifestyle. He went back to what was familiar to him. He was no longer moving forward in life. He was actually going backwards in life. And that's where some of you find yourself today. You're not making progress in life. You're not moving forward. You're stuck in the past. You're stuck looking over your shoulders on what if, could have, should have, would have. And you're not moving forward to all, and into all that God has for your life. You have to forgive yourself. You say, Pastor, how do I do that? How do I forgive myself? I want to give you three requirements to forgive yourself. 
three requirements to forgive yourself. Number one is this. Forgiving yourself begins with understanding how God has forgiven you. This, this is the most important point. Forgiving yourself begins with understanding how God has forgiven you. You see, Peter denied Christ, and now he's carrying around this baggage, this heavy baggage of the past. And I want you to check out with me what happens in the story in the book of Mark. And chapter 16, verse 5 says, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The, the women, were, women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He was crucified he isn't here. In other words, he's risen from the dead. He's risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. Now, now, now this right here is so powerful. The angel is telling them, go tell Peter, 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 Jesus has not forgotten about you. I don't want you just to go tell just the disciples. I want you to go tell the disciples and I want you to say, tell Peter. Make sure you say, Peter, I want you to know Jesus wants you to come to Galilee. Jesus has not forgotten about you. Jesus will forgive you. You just need to forgive yourself. And you need to know, just like Peter, God wants to forgive you no matter the mistake that you've made. He wants to forgive you so that you can move forward in life. Let me tell you something about God. His very nature is to forgive. And God will forgive you no matter what you've done, no matter the mistake. And what you've got to learn to do is not to give up on God and give up on yourself because God has not given up on you. Now, I want to quickly give you four characteristics of God's forgiveness. This is so key. If you're going to forgive yourself, you have to understand God's forgiveness for your own life. Four characteristics of God's forgiveness. Before I begin to preach, just look at your neighbor right now and tell them this is for you. Go ahead and tell them that this is for you. This is for you. Yes. Find your second choice, the person you ignored the first time, and look at your other neighbor and tell them, it's for you too. Go ahead and tell them that. It's for you too. This is for, you got to get this. If you're going to walk in forgiveness and forgiving yourself, four characteristics of God's forgiveness. Number one, God forgives instantly. He forgives instantly. First John chapter one and verse nine says, if we confess our sins, he, God is faithful and just and will forgive, will forgive. He's faithful and, just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. As soon as you ask God to forgive you, he does. He does it instantly. You don't have to suffer a little while first. Well, I don't know. It was a big one. I better, you know, I ask for forgiveness, but I better go get in the mud and roll around, <laughs> suffer a little while. No, 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 no. God never makes you wait. God doesn't say, well, that sin right there, let me think about it first. I'm not sure. No, no, no. The moment you ask, no matter what you've done, no matter how big it is, the moment you ask, there is zero delay. You're forgiven. You say, well, pastor, should a believer ever feel guilty for their sin? Yes, for about 10 seconds. 
That's about how long it takes you to confess it to God and to receive forgiveness. There's a myth that says feeling guilty makes you a better person. No, it doesn't. Feeling guilty doesn't make you a better person. It makes you miserable. Feeling guilty is not a requirement for holiness. God will convict you. God does not condemn you. God does not point a finger at you and make you walk around with guilt and condemnation. God does not put you on guilt trips. God convicts you of sin, not condemns you. If you feel condemned, if you're walking around with guilt and condemnation today, that has come from the devil or from your own flesh. It has not come from your heavenly father. God convicts you to forgive you. And when he forgives you, you're free. God forgives instantly. That's your Bible. That's the gospel. Number two is this. God forgives completely. Completely. First John chapter one and verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all. Come on, everybody at all of our locations. Everybody shout all. All unrighteousness. All. When we forget, confess to God, God forgives all our sins. There's, there's none too big. There's none too small. Matter of fact, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price on the cross of Calvary for our past, for our present, and for our future sins. Jesus has done everything that he is going to do. On the cross, when Jesus died, and right before he died, when he said, it is finished, he meant it. Your sin debt has been paid for once and for all, not some of your sins, all of your sins. And that word all is a very interesting word in the Greek. That word all has some real nuances in the Greek. That word all in the Greek means all. Yes. All. Jesus forgives completely. Now, number three is this. You've got to understand the characteristics of forgiveness. God forgives repeatedly. Repeatedly. Have you ever committed the same sin more than once? Come on, I know I have. Have you ever felt embarrassed to ask for forgiveness a second or third or fourth time? I mean, you're thinking, I can't come back and ask God to forgive that same thing again. I just did it 30 seconds ago, and I did it again. I mean, how do I go back again and ask for forgiveness? But friends, God does not get bored with your confessions. It's God's very nature. To, to be forgiving. If you'll just keep confessing, God will just keep forgiving. If you will just keep confessing, God will just keep forgiving. First John chapter one and verse nine. If we confess our sins, there's no limit. If you will just confess your sins, he didn't say, if you confess, you got 10 times. It's done after that. If you confess, it's your age limit. So whatever your age is, that's how many confessions you got. After that, my brother, my sister, over, done, you're sunk. That's, that's not the gospel. If we confess our sins, there's no limit. There's no limit. Repeatedly, if we just confess, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God forgives repeatedly. Number four is this. God forgives freely. He forgives freely. It doesn't cost you anything 
There's no way to earn it. There's no way to purchase it. You just receive it and accept it. I think Ephesians says it so well in Ephesians chapter two and verse eight. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved or you have been forgiven of your sins through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works. You can't earn it so that no one can boast. You cannot earn it. You don't earn it. You don't even deserve it. It's a gift of God's grace. Because we're human, our greatest need is forgiveness. And because Jesus died on the cross, our, the God's greatest gift for us is forgiveness. He, may, he meets our greatest need, and that's to be forgiven. And he does it freely. You cannot earn it. You receive it today by faith in Jesus. This truth should help you forgive yourself. God forgives if you just ask him. Now you got to learn to forgive yourself. Let me give you the second requirement to forgive yourself. First, you have to understand how God freely forgives you. Number two, leave your baggage with Jesus. Leave your baggage with Jesus. After Jesus was resurrected from the dead, the angel told the disciples that Jesus was coming and he was going to meet them at Galilee. And let me pick up the story. And I want us to look at what happens at John's account of this in John chapter 21 and verse 7. It says, then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard from him, heard him say, it is the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. But Peter went from leaving Jesus because of his huge mistake. And he went from carrying this baggage of guilt and of shame to now he's jumping out of the water and he's swimming to Jesus. He went to Jesus with his guilt. He went to Jesus with his shame. He went to Jesus with his mistakes and he swam to Jesus. And just like Peter, you and I need to do the same. Peter went to Jesus with his baggage. And I want you to listen to what Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, what he wrote a little later in his life in first Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 here's what Peter wrote he personally talking about Jesus carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right by his wounds you are healed Peter went from carrying the baggage of sin to now saying no Jesus carried my mistakes Jesus carried my sin on his body on the cross Peter is saying I've left my sins I left my mistakes with Jesus I know I'm forgiven I know God has forgiven me I know I'm alive in Christ and can I encourage you today would you do the same thing? Would you get out of the boat of guilt? Would you get out of the boat of shame? Would you get out of the boat of regret? I know that you've messed up. I know that you've blown it, but get out of the boat of regret and just give your baggage to Jesus. Give him the mistakes you made and that caused the broken relationship. Say, Jesus, I just give it to you. Give him what happened. You lost your dream job and got fired. Just give it to Jesus. I give it to you. Jesus, I know I haven't been the parent that I 
should have been. I haven't been the child that I should have been. I've disappointed people, but I just, I just leave my baggage at your feet. God, I look back at the regrets and the mistakes and the addictions and how I blew it and how I lied. I, I want to beat myself up, but I'm getting out of the boat of regret today and I'm leaving my baggage with Jesus. Somebody needs to get out the boat today. Somebody needs to get out of the guilt today. Somebody needs to get out of the shame today and take your baggage and lay it at the feet of Jesus. Leave your baggage with Jesus today. Stop carrying it around and leave it with Jesus. Number three, there's a a third requirement to forgive yourself. Move forward to what God has next. Move forward to what God has next. I love the story about Peter. He blew it big. He denied Jesus, but Peter moved forward to what God had next. He forgave himself and moved forward. It was Peter who was one of the disciples who went to the upper room in Acts chapter 1. And he prayed and he waited to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He moved forward to what God had next. It was Peter that preached the message in Acts chapter 2 at the day of Pentecost. It was Peter that preached the message and seen over 3,000 people saved. It was Peter who helped pioneer his churches. It was Peter that was used by God and he wrote 1 Peter and 2 Peter, which is in our Bibles today because he moved forward to what God had next. And some of you today need to move forward to what God has next. Stop living in what was and start moving to what's next. I said stop living in what was and start moving to what's next. When I grew up in Wewoka, we lived in the city limits, but we had farmland outside the city limits and we had cattle and I can remember growing up and we would go out to take care of the cows and we would go fishing oftentimes. We went fishing quite a bit as a kid and we would go to one of the ponds that my dad and mom owned and we would go out there and go fish on, on the ponds and I can remember sometimes my cousins and my aunts would come, my, my, my aunt Janice, my uncle James, they, they had 10 people's church and they would come down sometimes and we'd all go fishing and love to fish as a little kid and I can remember looking at the, at the brush at the edge of the of the pond and it would kind of go into the pond, the, 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 the limbs and all, and some of them would stick out of the pond and, and oftentimes the fish would like to hang around there and, you know, I try to throw my, throw my line over there by, by, the, by the limbs and be careful not to get it caught because I could catch fish over there and, and sometimes my, my, my line would get caught and get, and get all wrapped around the limbs and uh, they're, they're in, the, in, in the pond and I can remember sometimes fishing and, and uh, dad and mom would say, don't, now don't, don't, don't get your line by your brother or sister so they don't get tangled. But as a little kid, I'd watch sometimes my brother or sister, they'd catch a fish. I'm like, oh, the fish are over there. So I throw it over there and next thing I know they threw out and I threw out and I'm over in their spot and next thing I know our lines get all tangled up. I'm like, man, trying to reel them in and by the time you get it, 
back to, 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 to shore, back on land. The lines are just, it is, I mean, messed up and tangled. And, and you know, we try to sit there and, and try to untangle the line. And, of course, uh, the, 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 the adults would come, and they're the expert fishermen. And they would say, don't, don't try to untangle that. You know what they would do? They would just cut the line and then just pull out some new line. And we'd be back to fishing within five or ten minutes. And some of you today, your life has got all tangled up. Your life has got all messed up. You made a lot of mistakes like we all make mistakes. And today, you need to cut the line. Cut the line and pull you some new line and move forward to what God has next. Quit living in the past. Quit living in all the entanglement. Quit living in all the mess ups and cut the line today and move forward to what God has next. Listen to me today. The story of your life is not all written yet. That's why you're still breathing today. Your story is not done. You have to stop trying to close the book because you made a mistake. Don't close the book. Just turn the page. It's the next chapter. God's not done. Move forward with your life to what God has next. Don't put a period where God's put a comma. You just got to move forward to what God has next. I'm preaching better than you're clapping today, church. You got to move forward. You got to move forward. You've got to move forward. You've got to move forward to what God has next for your life. Even today, the baptismal pool is set up and people are going to get water baptized after service. And let me tell you, some of you are not getting water baptized because of guilt and condemnation. And today's your day. Don't let the devil whisper in your ear. Like, well, I'm not good enough. I've made mistakes. I've blown it. I mean, I know Jesus, but I just got to get some more things together. before. No, 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 no. The devil is a liar. We've all blown it. We've all made mistakes. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that covers our sins. Don't let the devil talk you out of this. Go get water baptized today. Go by the baptismal table in the lobby today. You may not even come prepared to be baptized. Go there and say, give me the shorts. Give me the towel. Give me the hair net, the shower cap. Give me the shirt and shorts. And go get what, go experience what God has next for your life. Get to growth track and experience what God has next for your life. Some of you have been skipping church because you messed up and you sinned and you're thinking there's no way I can be in God's house with all of my messes. Oh, this is a hospital, baby. This is the right place to be. Come with your hangups. Come with your mess. Come with your junk. Come with your filth. Come just like you are and bring it to Jesus. Come just like you are. Come on. Come on. Get to church. Be in God's house and bring your junk to Jesus. You're in the right place. Move to what God has next. Move to what God has next. Forgive yourself and move forward today.